I want to welcome everybody into episode 200 of our Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. Got a blooper to get the look he on Sam's face. He just stole my intro again. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I was like, I know he's going to do this. He's going to steal the intro from me again because he's here. I'm going to stop inviting you to the podcast, Greg. <laughs> You'd expect nothing less. Well, hello and welcome on into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hind. And you, my friend, have tuned in to a very special episode today. This is officially episode number 200. And that means we have been going, we calculated for almost exactly four years to the day. I cannot believe that we are here right now. Uh, but for this episode, I wanted to do something uh, a little bit different. I wanted to use this episode as an opportunity to share with you one of the most uh, important things that I did to get to where we are. And that was to not rely on myself. It was to pull in an incredible support network and to rely on some very, very special people uh, who believed in me more than I believed in myself. So in order to do that, I wanted to pull these people in my rocks, my support network into this episode and introduce them to you. These four incredible human beings are people who uh, were there the day that I started, the day I had the vision for this business. And they've been with me all the way through to today and will continue to be there for me, I have no doubt, for many years yet to come. But if there's anything you take from this episode, I want you to remember that we are the sum of those people that we spend the most time with. Be very protective over who those people are. This has been one of uh, the most valuable resources for me, but also can be one of the greatest downfalls for many if you surround yourself with people who don't believe in you, who don't bring out the best in you and don't support you. These four people didn't necessarily believe in the vision that I had, but they believed in me and they loved and supported me. And you'll hear a bit about this during this episode. But I also wanted this episode to be real. Uh, the reason I want it to be real is uh, we hear on social media from so many people that highlight real constantly, the, the perfect version of who everybody is, the perfect version of the business that everybody has, but it's not reality. And I don't want to be that for you. I don't want to be perfect. I want to be imperfect. And I want you to share in that journey that I'm on, but I also want you to be able to learn from that and take experience and inspiration and motivation from that. There have been multiple times that not only I almost lost this business, but that I nearly quit. And we're going to talk about those honestly and openly in this episode. And I've got some of these incredible people who are going to help me share those stories today. But I want you to remember this. If you're going through some tough times and adversity, hold strong to what you believe in. Hold strong to that vision that you have and make sure you're surrounded by people who believe in you. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. But there's one last thing that was very special about this episode. We also had an extra special little guest join us for her very first ever podcast. You'll also get to see our beautiful almost three-month-old daughter, Adeline, who joined us on Greg's chest for almost the entire episode, which is also very, very special. So thank you for tuning on in to episode 200. I'm going to hand over now and introduce you to my rocks, my support network. Enjoy.
Welcome on back to the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. Uh, it is such an honor and a privilege to be with you guys. This is a very, very special episode, episode number 200. Now, just for the record, before we dive on in, I just asked Tegan to tell me, when did we actually start recording this podcast? And it's almost exactly four years ago to the day that we released our very first ever episode in 2020. So I cannot believe, I was like, oh, it's been two years maybe. It's been nearly four. So this is, yeah, I know, look at the look on Celine's face. You, Celine, were actually in one of the very first ever episodes that we did. I know. That's why I can't believe it's so long ago. I know. So, look, I was thinking long and hard about how I wanted to do episode 200, and the thing was that this is a really special point for us. We're nearly 10 years in since this business kicked off, almost, And I thought, how can I make this episode special? And I realized the way to make this episode special was actually uh, I wanted it to be special to me. And so I wanted to pull in the people who uh, were pivotal to us getting to this point. Now, not to say we don't have a long way to go and lots of exciting things to come, but, you know, this is such an exciting milestone and you four people here the reason why we're here. And so I thought this was a great opportunity to introduce all of our listeners to some very special people and to honour all of you guys. So I wanted to welcome in, first of all, Celine Egan, who uh, from Juice Plus Australia, and you guys have heard Celine before. So hey, Celine, great to have you here. Thank you. Great to be back. And of course, Greg, you all know Greg, who just stole my intro yet again. And uh, and he's got an additional guest. Technically, there's five of us, uh, well, six of us here today, I should say. A bit of a treat for those that are watching the video. You might be able to see a little arm sticking up She's about to bot me, uh, bot me in the chin at the moment because we have our beautiful little baby Adeline with us today. And... Ooh. On top of that, we have the amazing Rachel Neal. Now, (laughs) Rachel, many of our members and listeners know Rachel from behind the scenes, but you've come out from behind the scenes today, Rach. Yes, this is a a big thing for me. I'm way out of my comfort zone. Please help me if I need help. (laughs) Um, I actually said to you yesterday, Sam, it's taken 200 podcast episodes for me to get in front of the the camera. I'm the one who likes to be in the back. Sam and Greg are in the front. I like to be in the back. But I'm here and I'm I'm grateful. Thank you for asking me. I'm really excited because, Rach, we've probably got more stories than anyone here um, because, and we'll, we'll talk Lots a bit about that shortly. <laughs> so I thought today was the story <laughs> day. And um, last but most definitely not least is the incredible Simon Cairns. Now, Simon, <laughs> you wear two very important hats in our world. You are our accountant. Uh, but you are also uh, our, one of our very, very closest friends. You're Greg's best friend. Your amazing wife, Dale, is, is my closest friend. And, of course, you've been there with us um, as a friend and support, first and foremost, and then, of course, as an accountant, second, but also very importantly, for this entire journey. <laughs> so welcome on in. Thank you for joining us today. No, no, thank you, Sam, for inviting me. It's, it's been a, a, a great journey from where it all started uh, four or five years ago, um, and to, just to see the business grow. Yeah. 
And so we're going to share a couple of little stories today. And uh, I have got some some pretty pivotal memories with each of you guys. Um, and I would say with each of you, there is at least one memory of a time that we nearly weren't here today, <laughs> a time when the whole thing nearly just stopped. And so I just want to thank you guys for, you know, I, I often say in our trainings that you always need somebody by your side who believes in you more than you believe in yourself for those moments when it gets tough. And honestly, you guys have been that for me this whole way through. And there was a moment with each of you guys, probably multiple, where I went, I, I really don't know. Uh, if we can do this. And uh, and each of you at that point were like, ah, heck yes, you can. And and you got us back on the horse. Um, Simon, I actually want to come to you first for a little sec, mostly because, you know, our guests don't know you, haven't seen you now. Um, we, we spend a lot of time with you guys on weekends. A lot of our guests hear us talk about water skiing and camping. We get to hang out with you guys on weekends, which is loads of fun. Um, but over the years, the business has kind of come in there and, and there's been a lot of working happening uh, at, at camping as well. I'm sure you've got some some memories of this whole process very early on. And, and like I said, it's been nearly 10 years since I started this business. Um, what did it look like to you from your perspective? I haven't asked you this question. I'm really scared of what the answer might be actually. But what did it look like to you from those early stages, from someone who's very experienced with business owners? <laughs> yeah, you. Um, I suppose the, the main thing is you sought help from your staff. We, ha we had a plan. And with a business such as yours, it's, it's one that uh, is, is possibly seven days a week. So, you know, we've uh, seen yourself and Greg uh, diving in, doing what you needed to, to get done, whether that's uh, hopping in a ski boat and doing a, a live broadcast from the rowing course where we had some internet. Um, you know, we've made things a little bit easier at the campsite now with Starlink. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting watching it uh, evolve, um, you know, running a business with uh, a young family through that period as well. Uh, it certainly has its challenges. So, you know, you've, uh, you've embraced all of that and made it work. It's, it's, it's been terrific to see. Now, Simon, there was one particular day at the, uh, campsite I recall vividly I will never forget this because it was a day that I was so sure this whole thing was over and I needed to go back to employment and there was just this one thing that you did that in in all honesty resurrected the entire business and has us where we are today and I don't know if you remember this um, I briefly mentioned it to you on the phone the other day but I it was when I first started this business, we were consulting only. So uh, I ran social media for companies um, and, and small businesses. Uh, we didn't initially teach or train. And uh, there was, I, I had maybe uh, five clients, but three of those clients were really big uh, as far as um, they took up most of my business. And I remember um, each year at Christmas time, the same thing would always happen. This was probably we were two or three years, probably three years in, and the same thing would happen every year. And Celine and I would always talk through this because you, Celine, um, were, of course, my business coach in those early days. And so, you know, talking through all of these processes was 
uh, was really challenging because at Christmas, everyone was busy, which meant that all of the clients had lots of business coming in and they would always throw the baby out with the bathwater. First thing they would do is go, oh, business is great. We don't need marketing anymore. And so over summer, which in Tasmania is that busy time, um, guaranteed I would get a, I would get a couple of clients pull out and go, we don't need marketing anymore because things are going really well. Um, by the way, terrible business decision. You don't let the marketing go. <laughs> you make hay while the sun shines. But uh, this particular Christmas, we're on Boxing Day and we're at the lake. We head to the lake you, every year at Christmas time. So Boxing Day and I wake up in the caravan and I've got two emails. And the two emails are from my two top clients that made up 80% of my business which by the way, I still wasn't paying myself a wage from. So, you know, we're, like I had all these overheads and I was barely covering them. I had these two emails that said, thank you so much. You've done such a great job that we actually don't want any more work right now. And so we would like to put a pause on your work for us um, and we'll come back to you through the year. Now, first of all, great news. I did a good job, but I just lost my two biggest clients overnight and therefore 80% of my income overnight. And I just remember going, what the heck do I do? And I walked out of that caravan. I looked at you and Greg and I just said, the business just, I just, my business is over. It's just closed. That's it. And I remember you both went really quiet. And then Simon, you walked over to your fridge, pulled out two beers, walked in the caravan with a notebook, sat down at the table and went, right, <laughs> what are we going to do about this and how are we going to make sure that this never happens again? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I, do. I certainly re remember the beers, the notebook and sitting in the caravan. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a really special time actually because that was the day that we decided and I remember ringing you, Celine, at the end of that day going, guess what? I'm going to start teaching. And that was when workshops were born because we decided to bring in a new income stream, a new revenue stream, um, that would stop this ever happening again. And uh, and here we are today. This is what we do and we get to do every day and it's amazing. So thank you. Sam, I kind of feel like that's going to be a bit of a theme today where we talk about a little bit of the adversity that we've faced in this business because there's been some times, that's not just the only time. And, you know, you said this has happened a few times and whatever, but you talked about it as if the first time we knew it was going to happen a few times, like there was panic in your eyes. You had a really good full-time job. You worked two jobs for a while as in starting your business and the full-time job. You did that for six months and then you're like, no, I'm all in. So you committed 100%, you chucked it in. And honestly, you didn't really have my support to do it, but you chose to do it anyway. And I'm here going, oh gosh. And so here comes our holiday and I look there, forward to my holiday. <laughs> I really look forward to my holiday. And then we're about to start our holiday and you get this email saying it's all over. And so the first time that happened, it was diabolical. <laughs> but one of the themes that I think we'd like to talk about today is actually when you run into those adversities, it can be the biggest gift because that did bring about a change in direction and it did bring an opportunity for us to refocus. But it was not nice. It was absolutely horrific for everybody to have to deal with that. And it wrecked our summer. <laughs> it really, it took a long time. And and so building up some of that. that breaks over it yet, actually. <laughs> no, I feel like this. we're <laughs> going to do some healing when I get home. <laughs> it's going to be an intervention later on, just saying. <laughs> I've got my little handheld here for, for those that can see the video and I'm good. <laughs> but I just, you know, I just want to emphasize the importance of that because there's plenty of people, we hear lots of stories from our 
our tribe that talk about those times of adversity. And so one of the things that I want to share today is the encouragement that, hey, when you run into problems like that, it can be the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, I totally agree, Greg. And actually that um, <laughs> I know Celine's laughing because she knows that that is not the only time <laughs> that we very nearly lost everything. Um, Celine, you know what? I'm just going to, I feel like you'll tell this story better than I will because <laughs> it was another time that we were challenged so much that I think it wasn't just about possibly losing the business. It was a heartbreak. Yeah. And um, you were, I was with you at this time. <laughs> Do you want to share a bit from your perspective of what happened? <laughs> yeah, I will actually. But before I do, I also want to kind of just build on what Greg was saying. Mm. One of the most important things here is that, um, and this is where people sometimes set themselves down, they make sure, I think it's really important to make sure that you've got solid people around you mm. that you can lean into that are smarter than you in, in different areas that you can lean into. Like, Simon straight away was there in that moment to be able to just offer um, what I am hearing, just a calm, okay, let's have a look. Before we just suddenly kind of throw it all up in the air, let's just stop and just do that. And I know that we've all had different times, as you have had for me, Sam, in times as well, where you've been my voice of reason when I wanted to kind of go, that's it, I'm done kind of thing. But, yeah, one of the uh, the, the particular, there have been many. <laughs> there have been many, but this one was a juicy. This was a <laughs> So um, Sam and her amazing team were actually running all of the social media for Juice Plus. So um, uh, was, you were pretty much our social media department. Um, and we were at a conference, which is, might I add, our biggest event spend for the year. Like it's huge. And uh, it's, our, it's our marketing spend being a uh, direct selling industry. So it's huge. It's so important. There's lots that's happening. Um, and you're right in the middle of it. It is three or four days of just head down, bum up, and we're just go, go, go. And right of that, Sam gets an email. Well, they were with me, if you remember. Conversation, actually. Yeah. So, you know, because the team is there and everybody's doing everything that they need to do. So there's a conversation that happens in her hotel room. And she comes to me when I... Honestly, when I saw your face, I didn't know. I thought to me, died actually. Um, and that is your face was hit. Her two team decide that they are actually, who are there in the middle of our conference, who decide that they're actually going to not only resign, but actually set up in competition too. I mean, you literally could have knocked me over. Like, I, I just, I felt like I was killing them. <laughs> to be honest with you, it was just, it was really hard. Because I felt so protective of Sam because I know how hard she had worked because been right there from the very, very beginning. But also I thought it was just really interesting uh, that how people can sometimes act and how they can show up. But you know what, Sam, in that moment, even though it was heartbreaking, it was gut-wrenching, you just stood really firm in who you are. And I know that quite easily you could have thrown it all away in that very, very moment, but you knew that you you couldn't be come from a place of reaction. Um, you knew that you needed to regroup. But it was pretty much like, you know, your team was literally kind of walking out the door, even though there were other people, of course, still still there. You know, they were very key people. And for them to not only resign, but then have collaborated together to actually decide that they're going to set up in competition, um, I thought was really, really interesting. 
but you handled it with style and grace after the tears and after the hugs and after the, you know, everything else. And it was a process that went forward from there. But that, honestly, I've seen lesser things pull people out of the game. I have. And that was a huge one. And to your credit, um, it made you bigger and stronger and it made you realize that, uh, you know, you, you backed your own decision. They hadn't agreed with some of your decisions, but you backed your own decision. And the reason why you're still here these years down the track is because of that. So well done. Yeah. Thanks, Celine. There was one other thing that you did, though, and this sort of comes back to that having an incredible support network around you. I don't know if you remember this part, but this was during your conference. And uh, so this is your biggest time of the year. And you looked at me and you said, I'm going to be in your office next week. We're going to sit down with Butcher's Paper and we're going to redesign this business. And that was the second time the business got redesigned. And it was the greatest blessing because what you did and that room actually that Simon is sitting in right now yeah. was actually the our office. Um, and the I'm assuming the table you're sitting at, but maybe that beautiful big table has been replaced with something a little newer now. But You laid out butcher's paper. You flew down to Tasmania after your big event. You laid out butcher's paper and you sat Greg and I down and you said, if you could design the perfect business that made you happy and brought you joy, uh, what would that look like? And I I remember going, but we have to pay for this and we have to pay for that. And you went, you don't have staff to pay for anymore. You don't, you're not responsible for them. They're gone. So now what are you going to do? And I realized that those staff were actually what was holding me back because I felt this responsibility to... Um, support and pay for them, which meant I couldn't let go of all these clients that I didn't want to work with anymore and take the path in the business that I really was passionate about, which was training and teaching, educating and speaking. But you just sat down and went, hang on a second, (laughs) you can do this. So let's redesign it. And we just, we redesigned the business that day. And, you know, from that day forward, Greg and I have actually been able to sit in a business. And that was about the time too that Greg came on because he kind of had to. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I, I am so grateful now that that happened. doesn't change the hurt, by the way, um, and I think that's important to remember is, like, it's okay to still be hurt by something but to also have growth and learning from that. And, and that situation is a perfect example where, hey, you get hurt. It's okay to remember that hurt and, and you don't have to allow yourself to go through that same hurt again. You still protect yourself, but it was such a great learning curve. And you didn't let the hurt define you. I think that was the thing because it, it was very personal and, you know, and it was hurtful and saw that, but you didn't let that define you. And I think that was beautiful. And yes, I've actually just flashed back to that table now uh, <laughs> when I'm sitting there and um, what it brought was possibility. And that's oftentimes the thing that we're afraid to look at when we're going through hurt. We actually are afraid to ask ourselves, well, what's actually possible because of this? Mm-hmm. What is the growth that I can actually have because of this? That, um, yeah, you know, you, you did. The two of you really did take a, a beautiful, strong step forward after you had processed the hurt. The interesting thing to that too, there was another element. If you recall, we had just got married and it was, uh, we were about to go on a honeymoon to Africa where we were actually going to visit the um, uh, the schools and the orphanage that we've been a part of with Villages of Life. So literally two weeks later, these, these staff that had just left were supposed to be helping us in the background run the business. Um, and the, the conversation they had was, we know you can't run it without us, so we'll, we'll 
um, look after those clients for you. We'll take them on into our new business and we'll take them off your hands. And of course, I went, heck no, <laughs> you're not <laughs> taking my clients. So we ended up with some incredible temporary support. But I remember Greg and I sitting in the dust, in the dirt with a box as a table outside of our hotel room, which was a room that had you know, like um, a bucket for a shower and a mattress on the floor as a bed um, with almost no internet, running the social media for the companies that we looked after, including Juice Plus at that time in the red dust in Africa um, because we just, we weren't letting this business go and it meant that much to us. And it, I was talk, remembering this with Rachel yesterday going, I just, I can't believe that that all happened and here we are. So yeah, thank you <laughs> for for being that person that believed in, in us or in me more than I believed in myself at that time because it's easy to be strong when you've got strong people around you and that's a big reminder to always make sure you have got an incredible support network. You're so welcome. And, um, Rach, I want to come to you for a little sec. Um, man, oh, man. <laughs> We've got some wow. stories along, along the way. Yeah, I distinctly remember that that, that time as well. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd stepped back for a little bit um, because my partner at the time had had a motorbike accident and I remember stepping back from the business um, for a little while. And then I came back in a co completely different role um, just really to help out with accounts and, and um, support support you the best I, can, I could. Um, and I distinctly remember getting that phone call on that Sunday night while you were at the airport. Um, and I was, yes, as I said, in a completely different role at the time. And it was just support. You just needed support. You just needed to speak it out um, and 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 talk about it. And and then you you know we said we'll everyone will work it out. We'll work it out. Yeah. And um and and that's exactly what we've always done. Yeah. You know when things get a little bit hard, and that's 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 all part of it, isn't it? When things can get hard, we step back, uh, reevaluate. Um, you know, talk talk to the people that that are that, that are our people and that can help. Um, take on their support and advice, and that's what you did. And then moved and move forward, and look at it now. Yeah, and uh, it's it's amazing because we're one of the thing the memories I have with you. And just for those that are listening, if they don't know who Rachel is, Rachel, um, I. I'm not good at paperwork and accounting and, uh, well, that being said, Simon's helped me a lot along the way to understand a lot, right, Simon? Like it was. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I, my key task now is accountability. <laughs> good. We all, we all call on Simon, don't worry. I, just, all... I actually sent Simon an email yesterday. Advice, please. <laughs> How do you help in this space? Yeah. Thank but you, the, Simon. the amazing thing about all of that is, um, Rachel, I remember meeting up with you at a cafe and I was probably only a couple of months into the business after I'd sort of taken the leap. I, at that time, had an office that was in a cupboard in our in our lounge room. Do you remember that? I certainly do. Yes, we didn't have an office. I remember no, we coming, we'd meet at a cafe of a Monday morning with yep. another, another lady that was helping out. Oh, Sharon, um, that's right. And she was doing yes. our photography. Yep. Goodness. Yep. And I I I. I had um, been introduced to you. Um, I'm connected to Simon actually. We as met well. through Simon. Yep. <laughs> Years I'm ago, connected, 
I'm connected. There's all these amazing connections um, through um, Simon's wife, Dale, who is also one of my best friends, and she introduced me to you and we had a chat in that cafe and I was really coming on. I was just coming back into the workforce after um, having my young family and I was really only coming on for, you know, a couple of hours a week, two to four hours a week just to assist you with your accounts and just provide a little bit of admin support. Um, And then it just grew and grew and grew. And there's been so many pivots, so many, oh, wow, it's just been uh, eight years. I think I've been with you for eight years. And it started off in a cafe, then to your house, then to another office, which was just a room. Yep. Um. Inside Up to another where Simon company. is now, and yeah, yep. So I think we've had two different moves, and then ended up at um, with Simon at ALA upstairs. And I've always been a very structured person, as you said. Um, I, my, I've been admin based my, my whole career 30, 30 plus years has been um, customer service admin based. Um, so I love structure. So I can honestly say. It has been, there have been times when it's been challenging for me because this is a brand new business. Sam, the entrepreneur, you know, with these amazing, beautiful dreams and it's all about pivoting. And here's this me, admin, um, who, who's structured, um, having to retrain, relearn. And it's just been, I, I, I've been thinking about it since you asked me to do this this podcast. And as you said, I I. I'm way out of my comfort zone. Um, imposter syndrome is what I, I spoke to you about. I like to be in the background um, and, and do all that admin and get everything organised and, and, and that, is, that is my key. But I've had to adapt. I've had to adjust. I've had to grow with the company as it's grown and all these different amazing people that we meet, like from all walks of life, just being a massive learning curve for me and to know that we can all do it and we can all support each other. Yeah. And, and yeah, just so many stories, so many know, things. I think probably my favourite memory with you over all these years was when we, uh, after that meeting with Simon, we decided to start workshops. And the workshops were actually a three-part. I had a three-part dream and Greg will often talk about this as one of the scariest, craziest things that um, that he heard come out of my mouth was um, I've got a three-part vision uh, of where I want to go. And I knew that eventually I wanted it to be courses online that, that you know, we were a- where we were able to reach people all around the globe and impact people everywhere. But that had to start somewhere. And so the first part of that process was actually consulting because I wanted to get in the trenches, get my hands dirty with lots of different businesses and see every potential scenario when it came to online marketing. Um, and, you know, I see a lot of people skip that step because it's a it's hard work. It's a hard step um, to do the work um, and it's much easier just to teach what you know, but you can't teach something well without the experience in the trenches. And so... Um, The first part was the consulting side. 
But then once we were able to say, you know, we've done that, we've been there, it's time for us to move into the next phase. That next phase was I needed to teach in person because I had to be able to see the people, get to know the people, find, like make sure that the structure with which we were teaching this knowledge was actually landing and working and, and implementable for others. And so we started with workshops, which we ran for free. We did, <laughs> so, yep. I had you Facebook, there. You were at the business like counter. a pro. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Facebook, your business like a pro, and you were at the counter, and we would, uh, we would hire a room and check people in. And it, I think the first workshop we did, we had less than ten people show up. I'm thinking ten to fifteen. It was at the tail race. Yes. Um, I remember us just you and I going in with our workbooks that we'd only printed out the night before. You know. Um, Selena checked the workbooks to make sure, you know, we were, we were on the right track. Um, we had everything set up. We made sure that the tech was right. You know, the speakers were working. I wanted to make sure you were okay. Like, wow. Well, that was actually, the, I, I happen to have these sitting here on my desk because this is this was born this day, a little tradition. We, we worked something out that day. Um, so I get very nervous when I speak. I know that sounds funny because we do this all the time, but I do get very nervous when I speak. And that particular day was um, I was so nervous. I remember um, somebody had put in my notes, so I had rehearsed, 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 rehearsed the train. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. Shelley had put in my notes. So Shelley was someone who shared the office space with us. Um, she knew how nervous I was. And I opened up as everyone's there and it's time and Rachel has gone, come on, it's time to get up, let's go. She's, you know, giving me the, the shove, shove because, you know, Rachel likes me to be on time, which is probably <laughs> one of your greatest challenges ever. Um, so I rock up to the podium and I, these 10, 15 people, and I open up my notebook and there's this big A4 printout of the, the man in the fat woman, naked fat woman suit. Jim, what's Simon's laughing? You know what I'm talking about, right? I'm visualizing. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's this big, fat, naked man in, but in dressed in a woman's. I don't know. I don't even know what this was. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. It's from a movie. But anyway, I open this thing, and there's this naked picture, very unattractive naked picture, sitting in my notes, and it just said, "Remember to picture them all naked." And I just went, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then your nose started running. And then my nose started running, which brings these to <laughs> So <laughs> that was the day that Rachel went to be the best personal assistant and support I can be to Sam. The one thing I can and should always do is make sure she has a packet of pocket tissues um, on the podium with her. So anytime I ever speak ever. Rachel, from that day forward, always made sure there were, was a little packet of, because I, I was like tissues, tissues, because my nose started running from nerves. I don't know how that works. That's the weirdest thing. Anyway, it's always happened. And so I would always have on the podium um, or the lectern pocket tissues. And now when we travel to go overseas or go anywhere or for Christmas, Rachel's always packing in every possible pocket that she can find before <laughs> I take off pocket tissues just to make sure that I'm okay when my nose starts running and I get on stage, which is just so beautiful. <laughs> we start, you always had to have your um, glass of water, coffee, uh, packet of tissues and biro. I always made sure 
that that was what you and and I don't know if we're allowed to say this, but but like we were both very nervous, um, and I think we would say to each other, "We'll just fake it till we make it." Yeah, hundred percent. We put a smile on our face. We welcomed everybody. We made them feel comfortable, and in turn, that that made us relaxed and comfortable. Yeah. One of the things that comes to mind from all that for me, Rachel, that's a time before I was in the business. And so for that four-year period, you were constantly there taking care of Sam. And there's just so many stories where you were there in the thick of it with her and whatever happened, like you said Sam printed out those things the night before and I'm like, who? The night before what? (laughs) No way. No way. I bet it was hot off the printer as she was racing two minutes late for the workshop driving you nuts. No, I wouldn't allow that, Greg. I had to have them the night before so I had my box packed with everything in it. Okay? Yeah. And that's why we love you, Rachel, because right from the very, very beginning you've always been there and taking care of it. When we talked before about losing our team, you know, I guess because you're part of the family, we don't we don't keep you in that category because you've been there the whole way through, you know, and, and so you've always been that constant. And I'm just so grateful for everything you've done, especially for Sam in that time. And, and, and that means the world to me. Sam, I kind of want to circle back, though. You talked about these three businesses that you started <laughs> and, and this idea that you had that you were going to have this consulting business. And you I'm were pretty sure really- Simon was as unsupportive of this process as you, by the way. Just <laughs> I, I actually want to set the scene for this because it's part of an example of vision. And I'm a very practical person. I've had some plenty of experience in business over the years. And so when you came to me and told me you wanted to start up a business and you were going to get it up and running and get all these consulting clients, and then effectively, when you finally got good at that, you were going to trash that and start up a new business. And it was going to be a local business teaching workshops and actually teaching social media throughout Tasmania face-to-face. Then when you got good at that, you were going to trash that business and start an online business and do that. And I'm going, oh my gosh, like I know how hard it is to start a business, but you just had this vision. And the thing is that that vision has come to fruition and we do get to travel the world together. We do get to, to do all these things, but you know, thinking about the people that we have here at the moment, Simon talked about that support from the beginning. Celine's talked about it. Rachel's talked about it. Support has been vital. The other thing is seeking information and seeking knowledge. Like, you know, I've noticed that Rachel has grown so much over the years because she's taken on that habit of bringing in new information, not just going through like we all, everybody here has actually worked together on bringing in new information, new perspectives and learning so I don't know if you want to have a chat about any of the things that you've actually learned along the way, Sam, if that's something that interests you. Actually, one of the things so I did. Much. Is, so much. So, yeah, like um, what haven't we learned? Um, do you know, the thing that actually um, was really important for me, I want to come back to you, Simon, because I know you've been sitting there um, so beautifully and, and taking all of this in, but I really want to hear from you for a moment because um, I do one of the things that we talk a lot about um, in our trainings, of course, is something that came from you, Celine, which is do delegate dump, which is making sure that you um, do the things in your business that um, are your strong suit and then delegate the things that someone else is strong in, which is why Rachel's here, because Rachel, you're amazing at 
admin and, um, uh, you know, you do like order, which is not how I roll. And so, you know, you're an expert in your space so that I don't have to be an expert in every space. But that doesn't disqualify you from needing to know those things. And this is the difference. And, Simon, um, one of the things in the very early stages that I actually avoided like all hell because I hated it was understanding my accounting um, and I realized after a, a not very long that um, I I couldn't, and, and I think people do this with social media, which is why I'm going to bring this up. I couldn't just, I couldn't run a successful business in the long run it, looking ahead if, if I didn't understand this stuff. So it wasn't that I needed to do it, but I needed to have an understanding. And you were amazing at sitting down and helping me to better get my head around um, understanding my numbers. And I just want to thank you for that. But this is probably something I'm assuming that you observe a lot in business, given what you do. And a big mistake I think people often make. Yeah, well, the main thing is to have a a plan. You've got to have both a financial plan and a non-financial plan. You've got to understand your metrics. And I think if you you go right back to the very start, I think your uh, your financial plan and non-financial plan was hatched in the club the clubhouse at the lake, where we went through and we looked at what you could do with your time at that point and the type of work that you were going to be doing. So we looked at what sales were achievable. We looked at what your direct costs were. You know, will they cover your overheads, and what are you wanting to get out of it? So I see so many people that uh, go into business and they don't really have a a, a plan as such. They know what they want to do and they just do it. So it's important and I think you, know, you can see through uh, the, the story that's been told in this podcast that have a plan but also to check in on your plan. Mm-hmm. And if your plan's not giving you the outcomes that you want, that you re- readjust and you re- you, re- you pivot. Um, Every, every day is um, research and development. It's R&D. You're constantly doing R&D. And as you've told, you've used your R&D to step from one business to another business to another business. It's a series, a series of steps that you couldn't have uh, simply, you know, gone straight to being a trainer. And, and the other thing at, at, at uh, every turn is just making sure that, that you back yourself. Jump in there. Have a go. As, you know, a little bit of a new saying for me is, Jump off a waterfall and you'll you'll understand that one. And then also value what you bring and what you deliver, you bring to the table. Value that, back yourself and, like I say, jump off a waterfall. I videoed Simon a week ago just for um, context there, jumping off a waterfall. Um, Maybe we'll share that video in the podcast in the corner here somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I didn't realise until just this very moment how nervous you were. You didn't look very nervous, but I'm guessing that was a lot. I noticed you didn't jump. You didn't even think about jumping. Yeah, you're smiling until (laughs) after your wife did it. Yes, I I had full intentions of, of jumping. Probably not from the full height which the people climbed to initially, but then they came back and I thought, well, yes, that could be achievable. And as soon as they all swam over, well, looks like I'm doing it too. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's a good piece of advice because, Celine, um, we skipped over a story um, that you and I spoke about the other day. You gave me one of the best pieces of advice um, at the very, very, very beginning. Actually, there are lots of things that you said to me that I still use to this day, but I do remember you saying something similarly along those lines um, 
when I was kind of dabbling before making the decision, because it's a big decision to start a business, especially when like me, you've never done it before and you have no flipping idea what you're doing. Um, and you've just got a vision and that's where it was. It was like, I had this vision, had no idea what I was doing. And it was really scary. And I remember sitting there with you for coffee. We'd walked up and down the street. We'd been chatting for ages, sitting down for coffee. And you said something along the, those lines. It wasn't quite jump off a waterfall. Um, but from memory, I think you said, would you stop dipping your toe in the water and just bloody well dive in? <laughs> yeah, because look, I mean, I've been on a journey, you know, with you for a while and I could see your heart and your vision for what it was because, I, you know, I can still clearly see like the first time that I actually really got to sit and have a conversation with you, you were sitting in the tail race on a couch with a baby around about the, the same age now as Adeline, I think it's Probably around the same age. Was, younger. He was, he was three weeks old when yeah, we sat down and had that yeah. conversation. And so, you know, I mean, so that was a journey when, and that was not a, that was, even though you had a beautiful little baby in your arms, it was not a pleasant time in your life mm. because of everything else that was going on. And so one thing, Sam, that you have shown through all of this is resilience because we get to see, you know, you know, most people get to see the highlight reel of your life. Um, and that, and now, you know, you and Greg and the kids, and of course, you're a beautiful princess now and all the rest kind of thing. But, uh, you were a, a mama with two little, two little boys, one, like you said, three months old, broken, um, and having to, you know, figure out your life. And then from there, you know, that growth journey and then getting into business. And so I said that to you because I could see the person you were. I mean, you know, honestly, when some people are dipping their toe in, sometimes the advice I, I will give is actually step back and really reassess. Like Simon said, really look at your plan, decide if you're going to go. But with you at that point in time, I knew that you had resilience. You had a vision for what it was that you did want to create for you and for your life um, going forward. And you have, and you were, and I also knew to your work ethic. I knew what your work ethic was because some people can be great technicians, but that doesn't make them great business people. We all know a great hairdresser who might be really good, but when it comes to opening a business to actually run a hairdressing salon, they're not so good at that. And in direct sales, I see that all the time. And so you were tipping your toe in and out, in and out, and I knew that that was not going to give you any joy. And so it was a case like, all right, enough already. Let's go. Okay, let's just jump in and make this happen because you were never going to be happy until you gave it a red hot go anyhow. And I'm so glad that you did in all of the stages, all of the journey that you have had, because at every time you have been knocked down and that, and you have been broken and upset or is that at all of these different junctures along the way, but what makes you the person that you are today and what makes the team that you and Greg are today is the fact that you've got that resilience, you've got that courage to get back up to look at it, to assess it, to get good counsel. And I can see that with Simon and having Rachel there. Everybody needs Rachel. Um, and <laughs> my Rachel is Lindy. <laughs> and, that, and so, you know, but you need those people around you. And, you know, you and Greg and us, we've had many conversations in many, many parts of life, you know, personal and professional. And that's what I love about you guys is you constantly want to learn and grow. And so, 
everybody who does business with you benefits because of that. And especially in direct sales, where you have made it your home, the journey you took between being the consultant in the field, learning what that needed to be, really getting the thing, doing the workshops and to hear, even though it might have sounded like a crazy plan, it actually is the perfect plan because it's so important for people, especially in our profession, to know that people actually know what they're talking about and they actually have been there, done that. So yeah, we've had we've had lots of fun calls over the years. I just need to talk about this. Celine for a moment (laughs) and we'll have a conversation but as I've said too you've also been my sounding sounding board and I so appreciate it and and you as well right I mean that's that's the thing that's what makes you guys so powerful is that you know you work through the challenges that do so you know I think it's such an honor that we get to share the challenges though and you know one of the things that I think you talked about the highlight reel and this is what often people see it's the only part that people see in here is the perfect parts of our life the perfect parts of our business this for me was an opportunity and I said this to Simon he said what can't I share and I said there's nothing you can't share we're an open book and the reason we're an open book is because the easiest way for us to teach learn empower inspire is to be real and the reason I truly believe that we go through the challenges we do is because there's somebody else that needed to hear it there's somebody else that is experiencing it that thinks that they're on their own that thinks that they're the only one that thinks that um they can't talk about it because nobody else has been there or would understand and you know maybe there's someone listening to this episode today going man i had something big like that happen and i wanted to give up and i didn't realize that you know someone who was seemingly running a business that was going really well and loving it, which is what it could look like from the outside. And we do love it, but there's always challenges. And uh, it's an honor for me to be able to share those and to bring in those of you who have been a part of that journey, because my biggest reminder, my biggest piece of advice is, and the reason I'm here today, and, and don't, I don't want this to sound like we're done because we're only just getting started. But in order for us to get to where we are and to get to where we're going, we have to be surrounded by an incredible network of people. And, you know, one of my favourite quotes is that you're the sum of the people you spend, um, the five people you spend the most time with. And I am constantly reevaluating that. Simon, you're, I keep you guys on the list because, you know, you're, you, you make us better. You make me better. You put a smile on my face and you keep me accountable. And, and the same for you and Rachel and Celine and, well, Greg, I'm permanently attached to you legally now. So either way. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrong, hey? <laughs> but it, it's really important that you surround yourself with people, not just that bring out the best in you, but what I said before is so true, that believe in you more than you believe in yourself because there are times you will question that and i absolutely have do often yet it's it's picking the phone up to one of these people that will go you got this you can do it i believe in you and sometimes that's all you need to hear yeah and, and so one of the beauties Celine was talking about our industry before which is direct selling and that is all that we work with it's been a really dedicated decision to focus completely on this industry and so many people have said to us you guys are bonkers there's even been leaders in the industry top yeah. top people i can't name them that are like why do you specialize in just this industry but what it's let us do is to really gain that understanding and to travel the world and really connect 
We've got to talk with literally thousands and tens of thousands of people face to face, live, whatever, all, all in one hit, all in one hit because we've actually got specialised and we've got to understand people. And we get these situations come up and people say, how on earth do you know that? Like, oh, my gosh, how do you get that? Like, you've, I couldn't explain what was going wrong for me. You've just explained it and what I need to do to sort it out. How do you get it? So today we've kind of talked about some of the challenges we've run into and those solutions. We've also talked a bit about going into coaches and contacting other people. You know, one of the biggest things I want to talk about is not reinventing the wheel because that's a bit of a habit that I sometimes have, trying to figure stuff out by myself. But a theme that's reminded me today is just that power of actually reaching out to others that have the answer. Celine talked about it before. You know, each each of us here has our own gift and there are so many other people willing to help us or we can slog it out by ourselves and we may never get there. But I just love how in this industry there's so many giving and willing people who are actually part of a vision, who are willing to share, and yet I see so many people struggling along alone who are completely surrounded by people who are willing to help. And so I don't know if that... If that rocks a boat with you, Selena, with you, Sam. So but- true. No, it is so true. I'm in the middle of a training tour at the moment for our Salesforce and, you know, you look and you see, you know that all of the resources are there for people and yet, um, you know, I said it last night in a training, you know, if one person can be successful in a, in a play plan, anybody can. The variable is you and what you're prepared to do with the resources, the tools, the people that are around you and mm. that. And so some will lean in and some won't. And it, it is, it's so, so, it's so true. Um, but I think too, also to those who are listening, what I can honestly say, because I've been there from the journey and I've been in this profession for 40 years. So I know direct sales in and out, up and down, I'm constantly learning. And um, what I know and love and appreciate about, you know, this team at Oxano is their desire to specialized purely in direct sales because again i know i've been in many of those conversations where people have said you know why would you do that just hone in on it um but i think it's it's actually what makes you special it actually makes you know and understand just those little things um and even to observe that those greg as well is 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 shows the depth of the inner knowledge that there are going to be 80 percent of the people that are are not prepared to put their hand up and get stuck in and reach. So if somebody is listening to this and you are one of those people right now, you know that you're surrounded by resources with people, with training, with the amazing team here at Exano that deliver amazing training. And you know that you've actually not fully engaged. You're obviously engaged because you listen to the podcast, but you're not fully engaged with the resources and tools that are around you. I'm going to encourage you to do that because I think it's a great point, Greg. Really lean in and learn. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know that we've kind of, we we could keep talking because there is so much that we could talk about here. And so, and each of you guys are just such powerhouses in your own space. Um, But we do have to wrap things up. Um, What I would like to do is ask you guys a quick question each. Is that okay? Because I I just, I want to throw to you for a sec, um, specifically, mostly because I want to make the most of the fact that I actually got Simon and Rachel (laughs) into a podcast. (laughs) Yay. I feel so accomplished today. I never thought I'd see this happen. So the first thing I want to ask you guys is this, if you were to give one piece of advice to anyone running their own business, what would that be? And I'd love to hear from you, Simon, because you work with people running their own business literally every day. This is, this is your, you know, your zone. Well, I I suppose 
it's it's more than one. As I said, you need a plan. You need to make sure it's going to work. Um, you need to back yourself. Um, you need to value what you're doing. And I suppose the uh, you need to probably see an accountant. An accountant can structure you appropriately right at the start. That's when your accountant can add, add value to get it right from the beginning rather than having to change or um, band-aid something further along the, along yeah. the line. So, I actually uh, want to touch on that for a sec, Simon, because a lot of the people listening to this podcast are probably thinking to themselves, I'm too little to worry about that just yet. Like I've just started, I'm just tiny, um, my, I've just got a direct selling business, for example, and it's just a little hobby on the side. But, um, and I can see Celine's face right there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the thing is, it, like this is really important, isn't it? Because if you've got a vision that is anything bigger than where you are right now, you want to start the way you intend to finish, right? I mean, what would you say to those people that are thinking, I'm just too little to worry about that? Should they see an accountant if they're really little? See an accountant. They can provide you with the advice and, and let you know what the triggers and why you need to think about that. And they'll then say, yes, that's what we need to do now. Or when I get to that point, yes, that's when we'll do it. But a lot of the time I see people go into business, they're not structured um, as they should be, and they get so busy with the business, all of a sudden they look up and, you know, they've got, uh, you know, serious turnover, their operating as a sole trader, they've got uh, asset exposure. It's just important to consider those things right from the start because it can be costly and difficult to change. Yeah. And even better if you can be best friends with your accountant. I mean, they're, they're right there. They're camping with you every weekend. They're right there by your side and you can ask them anything at any time, right? We can have a good discussion over eggs and bacon on a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rach, best piece of business advice from your experience um, over the years for someone who is starting or running their own business? For me, um, it all comes back to connection and having a great support network around you, Mm. Um, people that you can trust, people that you can listen to. Um, I think for me a massive thing is take the time to listen, Mm. like really listen and take out of it. It doesn't necessarily mean that... um, what they're saying is going to be what you're going to do or take on, but you've got that option. Mm. You know, don't be closed-minded. Yeah. Open yourself up. There's so many amazing people out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, listen. That's huge, a really good piece of advice. Celine, same question to you. (laughs) I got to leverage off actually what, what both Simon and Rachel have said because, you know, again, a lot of direct sellers do think oh, I'm too small to go and get an advice from an accountant or whatever. But if if they're seeing if their vision for their life is bigger than where they are right now, then their business, you know, by you know default should be should end up being bigger than what they think it might be. And so it is. It's really really important, especially nowadays, you know, from a tax perspective and that what they can claim, what they can't. Once they get over a certain um, amount of their earning, they're going to have to be GST registered and all the rest kind of things. So getting that advice early on and it, that becomes your accountant, your financial planner, all that becomes part of that close, really, really important network that you should be building around you anyhow to be able to lean into for advice when you need it. I think that's important. What Rachel said about relationships and, you know, listening to people and all, that is actually the foundation of any good, good direct seller. Yeah, that's really what it's about. It's about building relationships, it's about having conversations. 
And then at the end of the day, if I was to kind of top that up, it's the 10 words that used to, the little words used to sit in the front of my diary for probably the first 10 years of my career when I was in the field. If it is to be, it is up to me. Yes. And that might sound counterintuitive to where I just said about building a team, advisors and all the rest. But at the end of the day, the only person who can build your direct selling business is the person who looks at, at you at, from the mirror every day. So you've got to get up, get dressed, get out there, build those relationships, get good advice, but you've got to do the work. You really do. And that was advice given to me by one of my very first mentors. It sat on the front. It, it is to be. It is up to me. And it was stuck to the front of my diary for, for so, so long. Lean in, get the advice, but get up, get dressed, and make sure that you are the person who is showing up to build your business day in, day out, and you will get the success. Mm. Greg? Well, for me, I think there's, we've talked about, you know, there's like a thousand reasons that'll come up to get people to give up their business. But if there's one thing I've noticed, I take a lot of time to talk to people, be it face-to-face at conferences. I love those conversations, be it in small group Zoom calls or whatever other intimate session that I get the chance to really hear what's going on for people. And what matters the most to me is actually people's vision, their purpose and why they're actually part of what they're part of. That's what makes my heart sing because direct sellers come, like if you've listened to this podcast, you are a driven person. There's something you're looking for. And if you can't articulate that in a sentence or less, you probably don't explain it yet. You you probably don't understand it fully yet. the, The longer it takes you to explain something, the less you understand it. And so my heart for people is to understand, okay, what is it that you're looking for here? Why have you come to this industry? Who do you want to touch? What difference do you want to make in this world? There's going to be all sorts of barriers in the way. And when we get to talk to people, they might have a physical barrier, a health barrier, challenges in their family. Like everybody has something. And there's always a challenge. There's always a curveball at some point and you go, oh gosh, it would be easier to give up. But at that point, if you know why you're here, if you know who you're here to help and you know that there's not another person on this planet who's here to do your assignment and it actually perks you up and you go, you know what? I'm going to go and get that help. I'm going to reach out to that person I need to. I'm going to go and find something in the tank to find a way and that's going to grow me and make me a better person. That's why people are in this industry. And so what is it specifically for you? That's what I want people to find out. I want them to understand who they're here for, what what actually makes their heart sing, because that makes it all worthwhile. And just, you know, I just I just love the company I'm with. And I, there's just something about the people and the community. That's great. That is a great start. But once you can articulate what it really is, that's when you start to really bring the people with you. When you can go and say, this is why I'm on this journey. I want you to come with me. And people go, yes, I want to be a part of that. It's just so clear and so sharp. I want in. And that's where people come on the journey with you. And that's why this crew has stuck with us. You know, that's why we can pick up the phone to Celine. That's why Rachel comes into the office and meets with us and helps us out all the time. That's why Simon's there for us on a weekend, because there's just something going on. That and the eggs and the bacon. Yeah. All of that. And so for me, that's what really matters. And I want our listeners, you've come this far. If you've listened to this much of this podcast, there's something in your heart that you're searching for. And so my heart for you is that you work out what it is, who you're here to serve, what you're here to do for them, what's going to come back to you for that and how it all comes together. Because there's something amazing in you. And so that's my heart for everybody that I want them to get from today, that that, that's actually there to be had. Amen. 
That's awesome, Greg. Although I've got to say, it is so hard to concentrate on you right now if you're watching the video. I know, she's so, so beautiful. <laughs> she's flopping away as I'm preaching, is she's she? Just, yeah, she's just sitting there. She's sucking on her hands, looking at the camera. It is just for everyone that, that happens to be watching this, this is actually Addie's first ever podcast. And it's also the first time you flipped her around and had her facing the front in that pack. And she just thinks that's wonderful. <laughs> Loving it. Microphone. I know how this rolls, she says. Um, really quickly, rapid fire. I want to hear from you guys. What one episode would you love to see us record before we hit 300? Go, Rach. Oh, I would love you to interview Brene Brown. Oh, my gosh. I knew you were going to throw something challenging in there. All right. You can oh. do it. Be awkward, brave, and kind. Ooh. Oh. Brene Brown. Okay. Simon? Well. I had I had two down here. I had one where Aunt Big my my bed was a bit too big. You're always talking about him. You're Elon Musk. Oh, Elon oh. Musk! I thought you were going to say someone else. Oh if, gosh! If you if you come come down from that, it'd be interesting to see you um, interview Rob Nixon. I know that uh, I've had a, a little bit to do with him over the years, and uh, you've uh, probably recently in the last year or two. It'd certainly be interesting to uh, hear from him again in uh, in, in this context and. Yeah, see what what uh, what you can draw out of him. All right, oh, I like I like a challenge set. Elon Musk and Rob Nixon. I think um, Elon Musk will be a bit easier than Rob, but I'll work on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're going on that theme, I'm going to throw in Brenda Bouchard into the mix. Then high performance habits <laughs> and that. Yeah, like I mean, let's make this really difficult for you. Okay, yeah. so you know, you, I'm going to make you work for Aren't it. Aren't you writing these down? <laughs> <laughs> Of course I am. <laughs> I'm big. I'm big. Okay. It's, now, Sam, um, I want to know who it is for you. Who is the yeah. author before number 300? You be careful with your answer, by the way, because I know <laughs> what you're thinking. <laughs> no, you know, like, you you know, um, I, I like I've, I've always had um, a couple of famous people on my list that I'd love to talk to, and you know that uh, Matthew McConaughey is one of those. But I, I want to come back to that Hot 100 list that. for a minute. What was that? I'd listen to that. You would, yeah. You'd be under the desk, let's be honest. I'll come on the podcast again. <laughs> I tell you what, guys, I knew that he lived in Tech he lives in Texas. And when we were there last, I sent him a tweet hoping I would get a bite, because he has responded to my tweets before. And I, I told him that I'd buy him a bourbon, any bourbon he wanted, if he would meet with me to talk about the podcast. But he didn't write back. I was like, you should have said tequila. I think he's making. No, he's bourbon because isn't that isn't that what he um he's like runs in all the ads for bourbon. Greg's laughing. He's like, how do you guys know this? Do you know. <laughs> um, but uh, the hot one hundred list. I just you know you guys are hearing some names being thrown around right now. Going yeah right whatever. But um, honestly, guys, uh, you know. You need to have a hot 100 list in your business and that hot 100 list needs to be the people that you're going to continue to try and connect with, whether they, and they, they need to be made up of three things. They need to be made up of your existing people you've already got relationships with that you need to maintain and look after and keep nurturing. They need to be made up of the people who um, will help you grow your business that uh, you're connected to, but are not yet customers or not yet in you're in relationship with. But then you've also got the people that are going to grow you, empower you, that that may become mentors, that may become people that you become friends with, that seem maybe out of reach right now because, hey, 
You absolutely never know. And there's quite a lot of people on my Hot 100 list on my wall that fall into that category. And just because they seem unreachable doesn't mean that you don't try because, hey, you never, never know. Um, so I'm you, you guys might be throwing names around haphazardly here, but I promise you I will reach out to Elon Musk, Simon, and I will get him on the podcast uh, if I can to talk about um, SpaceX and he might even uh, come in person <laughs> and deliver Greggy's Cybertruck. <laughs> another fun story for another fun day. <laughs> um, uh, really quickly, what's your favourite book for us to add to the Accelerator book list, guys? Celine? Well, High Performance Habits, if I haven't already shared that before, because it is absolutely my go-to at the moment. Awesome, Rach. Uh, I'm sticking with Bren- Brene Brown, Rising Strong. Rising Strong, okay. Yeah. Yeah, changed my life. Simon? You know me, Sam, I'm a big, big book reader. You are not a big book reader at all. Probably the only books that I've written, uh, sorry, uh, read lately are biographies, usually around Formula One. I bought the the new Gunther Steiner book that's uh, pretty good. Um, Probably more so little stories on on YouTube or Vimeo. Um, There's there's one in particular, Depth of Speed, where they they talk about... um, classic cars, but not so much about the car, more about the relationship and the people and how they're all intertwined. Awesome. And Greg? So I still have to go. I don't think we've ever put it on our Accelerator book list. We've definitely done it with Rise Up, but my favourite book ever so far is Loving What Is by Byron Katie. Mm -hmm. That one is life-changing. Yeah, that is a life-changing book, a big game-changer. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why, Greg? (laughs) <laughs> understanding women. Call me Mel Gibson. What's that movie? What women want? And ourselves. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like that superpower. I don't think women understand women just quietly. <laughs> um, Simon, superpower? Yeah, I thought about this. One was to never grow old because I, I enjoy life, but the other is to be able to press pause on time for three hours every Saturday and Sunday afternoon. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Why specifically Saturday and Sunday? Because nothing good happens for the rest of the week? Uh, it's just, you know, the Sunday, two, three, three o'clock, beautiful day. You just like it to go on forever. You're spending time with family. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I love it. That's a good one. I've not. That's uh, we've not had that one come up. I like it, Rach. Oh, this is a really, really hard one. Time is huge for me as well. Time, you know, spent with my boys. Time spent with loved ones. Time enough to get everything done. Sorry, Simon. I'm going to have to go with time as well. <laughs> and Celine. I would love to be able to read minds. <laughs> oh, I think that would oh. be horrible. Uh, no, honestly, there's sometimes it just, it just we'd be able to get through things so much quicker. I just kind of know already know what you're thinking about. And, you know, I just kind of go, all right, let's go. Yeah. Gosh, and you'd I, have to have yeah, a thick skin, wouldn't you? Oh, totally. Yeah, and you know, hey, <laughs> in this profession, you grow a thick skin. That's oh, true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and I worry about it. Broad shoulders for a reason, though, and that. So, but it would just be able to cut through the BS and just get through to the to the facts kind of thing. And, yeah, yeah, not waste time. So, yeah. <laughs> and this ought to be interesting. Favorite quote, Simon. Sweating like a gypsy with a mortgage. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it probably comes back to, you know, backing yourself, getting in there. Sometimes you've got to put yourself outside your comfort zone. But, uh, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I love it. The Rach? Strong back, soft front, wild heart. Ooh, oh, good one. From Renee, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just, yeah. I just, um, all those things that I think are so important. Yeah. We have to be strong, but we have to be soft, but we have to be kind. And to do that, you've got to be brave and vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two things people often see in opposition, right? <laughs> and Celine? I'm coming back to the same one. If it is to be, it is up to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter what, whether that's relationships, whether that is, you know, you've got to be, you, you get up and make an everyday choice um, for what you want to do, how your relationship's going to go, whether you stay married, whether you stay in business, whether you whatever. Mm-hmm. Every day you get up and you've got to make a, a, a choice. So if it is to be, it is up to me. Get up, get dressed, make the choices. Yeah. Love it. Love and it. Greg? So this would be a perfect opportunity for me to have read the briefing notes for this one, but Sam, I'm really, I'm really keen actually on your favourite quote. I want to see have you actually. I knew you'd do that. Favorite. I knew you'd do that. Beautiful Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I was honest about why though as well. So yeah, that's Sam, really what's true. Your, what's your favourite quote? It's, it's, you know, the fact that I've come into my office is a bit of a blessing here because I happen to have my favourite quotes pinned up around me right now. And, um, Uh, Just before I handed to you, I was like, I guarantee he's going to handball this one. I know it. Um, But actually, probably my favourite and the one that is sitting just here, just off to my right, is be a blessing and you will be blessed. And is that reminder that even when stuff gets tough, even when things get hard, focus on how you can be a blessing um, to other people. And it's that law of reciprocity. You know, if you're frustrated because no one's being your friend, if you're frustrated because no one's commenting on your posts on social media, if you're frustrated because no one's being your customer, are you being that for someone else? Are you being a friend to someone else? Are you commenting on someone else's posts? Are you being a customer, a loyal customer to somebody else right now? And uh, for me, it's also a really great way to change that focus sometimes when things get tough. It's really easy to encourage and love on someone else in those moments and not focus on what you're going through. But I'm going to add to that, and that is my favourite quote for 2024, um, which is actually chalked on my wall in my bedroom right now, uh, and that is, when you're singing about the fruit in your vineyard, you are not focusing on the thorns and the weeds. And it's that reminder to be grateful even in the tough stuff. Um, mm-hmm. If you're focusing on the gratitude, you can't possibly be focused on all the things that are going wrong. And so sing about the fruit in your vineyard and you won't be looking at the thorns and the weeds. So that there you go, Greg. I think you thought you'd put me on the spot just then. but um, No, I knew you had it, but you've done two, so you took mine anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Last but not least, and then we'll wrap up, I promise, but I need to know the answer to this one for sure. If you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, what would that be, Rach? Believe in yourself. Yep. Celine, love it. Exactly the same. Believe in yourself. You've got this. Yep. Yep. Greg, you can't handle this one. (laughs) Buy all the Bitcoin. (laughs) 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 and simon's just had a little mini heart attack (laughs) no no well i just had just back yourself yeah just 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 back yourself 
you know, you said, fake it. someone said, fake it till you make it um, earlier on. When you're an accountant, you can't really fake it. It could be, <laughs> uh, have ter- terrible consequences. So, but yeah, just back yourself. If you don't know, you'll find out. Um, yeah, you, you, you've just got to, uh, yeah, back yourself, go in there and you know that you can do it. Yeah. Well, guys, um, I just want to say what an amazing, amazing opportunity this was for me, if nothing else, to share you with everybody else. You guys are my powerhouse. You guys are my rocks. I love you all. Thank you so much for the last nine, ten years. And uh, and you guys are already roped in for the next nine or ten years, whether you like it or not. We're gonna, we're you know, the roller coaster isn't gonna stop, and we've got so much ahead. Uh, now's probably the right time for me to tell you about the new business. Um, that I'm looking at starting. No, I'm kidding. Um, so again, there's a few little heart attacks going on just I, there. I'm just watching Blake's face. Um. I was thinking you can go start that one with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> um, Adeline and I will be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all as well to our listeners. It's, you know, yes, we're at episode 200. Um, You know, we're going to be, before we know it, doing episode 400 and 500, I'm sure, and uh, we will have had some of those guests in that we've just dreamed about. But for right now, I just want to thank all of you for tuning on in. You know, we've got over 30,000 monthly listeners now and that we're watching grow literally every day globally. And I, I couldn't, when we started this, I just couldn't have imagine that. So thank you to all of you who are sharing this podcast, who tune in each week. Please keep doing that because this is our way of giving back to you is having this free resource where I get to pull in incredible people like this. Um, But, you know, today was really about honouring those people who have been my support network. So I want to thank you guys again so much for taking the time out of your busy days to be here with us. Um, And, yeah, it was just a real honour for me to be able to to join all of you guys together and probably the most special episode I think we've done so far, and that's that's saying a lot. We've had some pretty cool guests come in. So thank you guys. Um, And, yeah, great, great, great to be able to share you with everybody thanks thank you sam we did it we did it (laughs) (laughs) don't forget to tune in again next week and share this episode with your friends if you found this one helpful and subscribe we want you guys to not miss any of the amazingness especially when we get matthew mcconaughey brene brown elon musk uh, and brendan brichard onto the podcast so uh thanks again everybody and bye for now If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.